Shalom, Alekum, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. This morning we are looking at this week's Torah portion. Uh, let me just go ahead and get started by reading the portion summary, uh, which says, The 22nd reading from the Torah and the second to last reading from the book of Exodus is called Vayekhel, which means, and he assembled. The name comes from the first word of the first verse of the reading, which can literally be translated to read as, And Moses assembled all the congregation of the sons of Israel. This portion from the Torah describes how the assembly of Israel worked together to build the tabernacle. So here's kind of an outline. You have a small little section here, like three verses of Sabbath regulations. And then everything else is about the preparation uh, for making the tabernacle and the things for the tabernacle. So it talks about the preparations for the tabernacle, the construction of it, the making of the Ark of the Covenant, uh, the making of table for the bread of presence, the making of the lampstands, altar of incense, anointing oils and incenses, uh, altar of burnt, altar of burnt offerings, and the court of the tabernacle. Now, on the surface, this sounds like a pretty boring uh, Torah portion, but it's there's it's really not. I mean, there's several things worth pointing out. Uh, one thing I'm going to point out in regards to the cherubim, uh, keravim in Hebrew, um, I'm going to point that out. And it's possible that I might be taking it too far. Uh, I'll let you guys be the judge, but it's just something that I was kind of pondering on and thinking on when I was preparing uh, for the broadcast earlier this week. Uh, but also, something important to note, the... Israelites, why they were in, you know, it wasn't like when they were in slavery in Egypt that they were going to Ivy Tech, right? Like they weren't going to trade school to learn how to do all this. They are given power and knowledge and wisdom from on high on how to do all this work, all this crafting, uh, carpentry, uh, you know, th these amazing works of arts that they put together, according to the scriptures, as we'll see this morning, was divinely given by the Spirit of God, which I think is quite amazing and quite incredible. And this shows that God can do anything he wants with any person, any knowledge he could technically, out of his own will, just bestow upon a person, which is what we have happening right here. And the Bible teaches that all good gifts are from God, right? All good gifts are from above. And a lot of times we want to give ourselves credit for our abilities and uh, talents and things of that nature. But really, when we get down to the crux of it, it's from above. And you have an opportunity to use those gifts and talents for the glory of God and for the kingdom of God. And of course we could go and we could talk about the parable of the talents and whatnot, but we won't get into that this morning. I just I just don't want you to miss it when we get to it, that it wasn't like these were learned people. They didn't learn these skills. They it was given to them in an instant. Alright. The outline is chapter thirty five through thirty eight verse nine, I think. Thirty eight verse twenty. So thirty five through thirty eight verse twenty. 
I'm going to read from the Holy Scriptures this morning, just a couple of Hebrew words that you need to know. Uh, Kodesh, meaning holy or set apart, you'll hear that a lot. And Mishkan, which uh, is just talking about the tabernacle. Okay, let's begin. Chapter 35. And Moshe assembled all the congregation of the children of Israel, and said to them, These are the words which Jehovah has commanded you to do. Work is done for six days, but on the seventh day it shall be Kodesh to you, a Shabbat of rest to Jehovah. Anyone doing work on it is put to death. Do not kindle a fire in any of your dwellings on the Shabbat day. And Moshe spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the word which Jehovah commanded, saying, Take from among you a contribution to Jehovah, everyone whose heart so moves him. Let him bring it as a contribution to Jehovah, gold and silver and bronze and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skins dyed red and fine leather, acacia wood and oil for the light and spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incenses and shoham stones and stones to be put on the shoulder garment and in the breastplate. Let all the wise-hearted among you come and make all that Jehovah has commanded. The Mishkan, that is to say tabernacle, its tent and its covering and its hooks and its boards, its bars, its columns and its sockets, the ark and the poles, the lid of atonement and the veil of the covering the table and its poles and all its utensils and showbread and the lampstand for the light and its utensils and its lamps and the oil for the light and the incense altar and its poles and the anointing oil and the sweet incense and the covering for the door at the entrance to the Mishkan. The altar burnt offerings with its bronze grating, its poles and its utensils, the basin and its stands the screens of the courtyard, its columns and their sockets, and the covering for the gate of the courtyard, the pegs of the Mishkan, and the pegs for the courtyard, and their cords, the woven garments to do service in the Kodesh place, that is to say holy place, the Kodesh garments for Aaron, the Kohen, that is to say priest, and the garments of his sons to serve in the Kohenim, that is to say priesthood. And all the congregation of the children of Israel withdrew from the presence of Moshe. And everyone whose heart lifted him up, and everyone whose spirit moved him came, and they brought the contribution to Jehovah for the work of the tent of appointment, and for all of its services, and for the Kodesh garments. And they came, both men and women, and all whose hearts moved him, and brought earrings and nose rings and rings and necklaces and all golden goods even everyone who made a wave offering of gold to Jehovah. And every man with whom was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skin dyed red and fine leather brought them. Everyone who made, who had made a contribution to Jehovah of silver or bronze brought it. And everyone with whom was found a sissio wood and any work of the service brought it. And all the wise-hearted women spun yarn with their hands and brought what they had spun, the blue and the purple and the scarlet and the fine linen. 
And all the women whose hearts lifted them up in wisdom spun the goat's hair. And the rulers brought shoham stones, and the stones to be put in the shoulder garment and in the breastplate, and the spices and the oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense. The children of Yisrael brought a voluntary offering to Jehovah. All the men and women whose hearts moved them to bring all kinds of work which Jehovah, by the hand of Moshe, had commanded to be done. And Moshe said to the children of Yisrael, See, Jehovah has called by name Betziel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Yehuda. And he has filled him with the Ruach of Elohim, in wisdom, and understanding, and in knowledge, and in all work, to make designs to work in gold and silver and in bronze, and in cutting of stone for the mounting and the carving of wood, and to de- end the work of all workmanship of design. Please note, right here it's saying that uh, this uh, Israelite here called Betsael, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, that God is saying, I've taken him and I have filled him. He has been filled with the Spirit of God, Ruch of Elohim. In this particular way, in wisdom, in an understanding, in a knowledge, in all work. For what purpose? To make designs to work in gold and in silver and in bronze and cutting of stone for mounting and carving wood and to work all workmanship of design. So this guy, Betziel, this again, like I mentioned in the opening, he didn't learn this at Ivy Tech. He didn't go to any trade school. God literally just poured this knowledge out on him. He was God chose him, poured this knowledge and wisdom out that he would be the one who crafted all these amazing things. Continuing on, verse 34. And he has put in his heart the ability to teach in him and Ohiliab, son of Ahishmach, of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with skill to do all the work of the engraver and the designer and the embroiderer, in blue and in purple and in scarlet and in fine linen, and a weaver doing any work and makers of design. And Betsiel and Ohilab, and every wise-hearted man in whom Jehovah has given wisdom and understanding, to know how to do all the work for the service of the Kodesh place, shall do according to all that Jehovah has commanded. And Moshe called Betziel and Ohiliab, and every wise-hearted man in whose heart Jehovah had given wisdom, everyone whose heart lifted him up to come and do the work. And they received from Moshe all the contribution of the children of Israel had brought for the work for the service of making the Kodesh place. But they still brought to him voluntary offerings every morning. So all the craftsmen who were doing all the work of the Kodesh place came, each one from the work he was doing. And they spoke to Moshe, saying, The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which Jehovah commanded us to do. Then Moshe commanded, and they sent his word throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman do any more work for the contribution of the Kodesh place. And the people were withheld from bringing. For what they had was enough for all the work to be done, more than enough. So please note, 
the people were so excited to obey God and to build this tabernacle. They were freely giving of what they had, their gold, their silver, things that they had brought from Egypt. Uh, they were doing all this work, uh, spinning all this material to the point where they were being overwhelmed. Uh, the makers were being overwhelmed with materials and supplies far beyond what they actually needed. And so they were so generous that Moses actually had to send out a message that, hey, stop creating this stuff and stop bringing it. We, we are already well over capacity of what we need, which is just phenomenal. Verse 8. Then all the wise-hearted ones among them who worked on the Mishkan made ten curtains woven of fine linen and blue and purple and scarlet. They made them with carabim, the work of a skilled workman. Here's the part that I wanted to take a minute and just look at. Let me read this again. They're making these curtains. Then all the wise-hearted ones among them who worked on the Mishkan, that is to say tabernacle, made ten curtains woven of fine linen and blue and purple and scarlet. They made them with caravim, the work of a skilled workman. I just thought that that sentence was interesting because it doesn't say that they made them in the image of caravim, which we do see a we further on here in our reading this morning, we do see them making like physical golden statues in the image of Keravim. These are Keravim. Cherubim is what it probably says in your English Bible. Uh, cherubim, it's a, it's a type of angelic being. So later on, we see them making, the, making things in the image of it. But this sentence says they made them with Keravim, which I find interesting. It almost sounds like with the assistance of Cherubim. So, what is a cherubim, right? A cherubim. Uh, I'm going to read this from TSK cross references because I could not find. And here's the thing: I'm making this assumption that, or or I'm thinking of the possibility that. I'm not making the assumption or saying it is this way or that. I'm just saying: is it possible that there was angelic assistance in some of this stuff? based on what we're reading right there. I was unable to find any commentary that would support that idea, and I even went to the Jewish Tanakh and the Hamash, and plus Christian commentary. No one is thinking this except for me for some reason. So the odds are I'm off base, but I just wanted to think about it for a second. And I wanted to read to you this little paragraph out of TSK cross-references about what the cherubim are. Okay, So here's what it says. So it says, Kerovim, cherubim, not cherubims. What these were, we cannot determine. Some, observing that the verb kerov in Syriac sometimes means to resemble, make like, conceive, the noun keruv signifies no more than an image, figure, or a representation of anything. Josephus, so that's the most famous Jewish historian, uh, he writes a lot about what took place in 70 AD. Josephus says they were flying animals, like none of those which are seen by man, but such as Moses saw about the throne of God. In another place, he says, as for the cherubim, 
nobody can tell or conceive what they are like. These symbolic figures, according to the description of them by Ezekiel, which is found in Ezekiel 1.10-10.14, were creatures with four heads and one body. The animals of which these forms consisted were the noblest of their kind, the lion among the wild beasts, the bull among the tame ones, the eagle among the birds, and the man at the head of it all. So, real quick, let's just read Ezekiel's short description. So, if you were to go to the prophet Ezekiel and you went to chapter 1, verse 10, he says this, As for the likeness of their faces, they had the face of a man, the face of a lion. On the right side they had, they and they four had the face of an ox. And on the left side, they four also had the face of an eagle. So Ezekiel's describing this creature that seems to have like different faces on different sides. If you go to chapter 10, verse 14, and the prophet Ezekiel says this, And everyone had four faces. The first face was the face of a cherub, and the second face was the face of a man, and the third the face of a lion, and the fourth the face of an eagle. Now, odds are this is apocalyptic language. And the the this is symbolic to mean things, these different faces. Okay. Josephus says that they were flying animals. Uh, it's it's really mysterious, to be honest. Let me finish reading this short little commentary. Hence some have conceived them to be somewhat of the shape of a flying oxen, and it's alleged in favor of this opinion that the far more common meaning of the verb karev in Chaldee, Syriac, and in Arabic, being to plow, the natural meaning of keruv is the creature used in plowing. So that would be like an ox. This seems to have been the ancient opinion which tradition had handed down concerning the shape of the cherubim, with the flaming sword that guarded the tree of life. <laughs> so if you go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 24... So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims, cherubim, and a flaming sword which turned every which way to keep, a, to keep the way of the tree of life. So it's, it's bizarre. Um, we have not mentioned a couple times in the book of Exodus. Um, there's, it's mentioned in First Kings, it's mentioned in Second Chronicles, it's mentioned in Ezekiel, which we just read a couple of times. It's mysterious. And I just found that that sentence, the way it described it, was interesting. Because it says, let me read it again, I'll read the King James Version this time. It says, And every wise-hearted man among them that wrought the work of the tabernacle made ten curtains of fine twine linen and blue and purple and scarlet, with cherubim, cherubims, of cunning work made he them. And so it's very likely that it just means that they were embroidered on it or something of that nature. But I just thought, well, it's kind of weird description. Maybe, maybe there was some angelic presence or something going on there. But I just wanted to point that out and um, give you something to think about. Okay, we got a lot left to read. Uh, let's get after it. The length of each curtain was 28 ama, and the width of each curtain 4 ama, and the curtains having one measure. And he joined the five curtains one to another, and the other five curtains he joined one to another. 
and he made loops of the blue on the edge of the end of one curtain and on the seam, and the same did he do on the edge of the, of the end curtain and on the second of the seam. Fifty loops he made on one curtain, and fifty loops he made on the edge of the curtain, on the seam of the second. The loops held one curtain to another. And he made fifty hooks of gold and joined the curtains to each other with the hooks, and the mishkin became one. And he made curtains of goat's hair for the tent over the mishkin. And he made eleven curtains. The length of each curtain was thirty amma, and the width of each curtain four amma, and eleven curtains having one measure. And he joined five curtains by themselves, and six curtains by themselves, and he made fifty loops on the edge of the end curtain in one, and fifty loops he made on the edge of the curtain joining the second. And he made fifty bronze hooks to join the tent to be one. And he made a covering for the tent of ramskins dyed red and covering of the fine leather above it. And for the mishkin he made boards of assisia wood standing up. The length, the length of each board was ten ama, and the width of each board an ama and a half. Each board had two tenons for binding one to another. So did he to all the boards of the mishkin. And he had boards for the mishkin, twenty boards for the south side. And he made forty sockets of silver to go under the twenty boards, and two sockets under each of the boards for its two tenons. And for the other side of the Mishkin, for the north side, he made twenty boards. And there forty sockets of silver, two sockets under the one board, and two sockets under the other board. And he made six boards for the west side of the Mishkin. And he made two boards for the two back corners of the Mishkin. And they were doubled beneath. And similarly, they were complete in the top by one ring. So he did to both of them for their two corners. And there were eight boards, and... Their silver sockets, sixteen sockets, two sockets under each of the boards. And he made bars of assisio wood, five for the boards on one side of the mishkin, and five bars for the boards on the other side of the mishkin, and five bars for the boards on the mishkin at the rear westward. And he made the middle bar to pass through the boards from one end to the other. And he overlaid the boards with gold, and their rings he made of gold to be holders for the bars, and overlaid the bars with gold. And he made the veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine worked linen. It was made with karavim, the work of a skilled workman. And he made four columns of assisio wood for it, and he overlaid them with gold and with their hooks of gold, and he cast four sockets of the silver for them. And he made a covering for the tent door of blue and purple and scarlet and fine woven linen made by a weaver and its five columns with their hooks and he overlaid their tops and their rings with gold but their five sockets were of bronze and Betziel made the ark of assisia wood two and a half ama long and an ama and a half wide and an ama and a half high and he overlaid it with clean gold inside and outside and made a mounting or made a molding of gold all around it. And he cast four rings of gold for it, for its four feet, two rings on its side and two rings on the other side. And he made poles of assisio wood and overlaid them with gold. And he put the poles into the rings of the sides of the ark to lift the ark. So please note, we're talking about the Ark of the Covenant. 
uh, that he is that Betziel is making right now. And he put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to lift the ark. And he made a lid of atonement of clean gold, two and a half amma long, and an amma and a half wide. And he made two caravim of beaten gold. So please note, see in this description, it doesn't say he made it with caravim, like we see, well, like we saw a couple times in the previous chapter. This he says he made literally two caravim of beaten gold. So whatever they look like. Uh, there's gold versions of them on the Ark of the Covenant. So if the Ark of the Covenant is ever revealed, um, we would see what the Caravim looked like. He made them, verse 7, from the two ends of the lid of the atonement, one carob, cherub, one carob, at one end of the side, and the other kerav at the other end of the side, he made the keravim from the lids of the atonement from the two ends. And the keravim spread out their wings above and covered the lid of the atonement with their wings and their faces toward each other, and faces of the keravim were toward the lid of atonement. So we've all seen pictures of what it probably looks like with their, they're facing each other and their wings are kind of covering, right, the top of it. And he made the table of a sissia wood two amma long and an amma wide and an amma and a half high. And he overlaid it with clean gold and made a mounting of gold all around it. And he made a rim of tofah all around and made a molding of gold for the rim all around it. And he cast four rings of gold for it. And he put the rings on the four corners that were at its four legs. The rings were next to the rim and the holders of the poles to lift the table. And he made the poles of the Assisio wood to lift the table and overlaid them with gold. And he made the utensils which were on the table, its dishes and its cups and its bowls and its jars of pouring of clean gold. And he made the lampstand of clean gold. And he made the lampstand of beaten work, its base and its shaft, its cups, its ornamental knobs and its blossoms were from it. And six branches came out of its sides, the branches of the lampstand out of one side, and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side. And there were three cups like almond flowers on one branch, with ornamental knob and blossoms, and three cups like almond flower on the other branch, a knob and a blossom, so for the six branches coming out of the lampstand. And on the lampstand were four cups, like almond flowers, its knobs and its blossoms. A knob under the first two branches is the same, and a knob under the second two branches is the same, and a knob under the third two branches are the same, for the six branches coming out of it. Their knobs and their branches were of it. All of it was one beaten work of clean gold. And he made it seven lamps and its snuffers and its trays of clean gold. He made it of kekhar, of clean gold, and all of its utensils. And he made the incense altar of Assisia wood, an ama long and an ama wide square, and two ama high, its horns were of it. And he overlaid it with clean gold, its top and its sides all around its horns, and he made the molding for it of gold all around it. He made two rings of gold for it under its molding, its two corners both sides as holders for the poles with which to lift it. And he made the poles of the Assisia wood and overlaid them with gold. And he made the Kodesh anointing oil and the clean incense of sweet spices according to the work of the performer. 
of the, I'm sorry, according to the work of the perfumer. 20 more verses, chapter 38. And he made the altar of burnt offering of Assisia wood, five ama long and five ama wide, square and three ama high. And he made the horns on its four corners, the horns were of it. And he overlaid it with bronze, and he made all the utensils for the altar, the pots and the shovels and the basins and the forks and the fire holders. He made all of its utensils of bronze. And he made a grafting for the altar, a bronze network under its rim, midway from the bottom. And he cast four rings for the four corners of the bronze grating as holders for the poles. And he made the poles of Assisia wood and overlaid them with bronze. And he put the poles into the rings on the side of the altar with which to lift it. He made the altar hollow with boards. And he made the basin, the bronze, and its stand of bronze and the bronze mirrors and serving women who did services at the door of the tent of the appointment. And he made the courtyard for the south side of screens of the courtyard were of fine woven linen, 100 ama long, their 20 columns and their 20 sockets of bronze, their hooks and their columns and their bands were of silver. And for the north side, the screens were 100 ama long, their 20 columns and their 20 sockets of bronze, the hooks of the columns and their bands were of silver. And for the west side, there were screens of 50 ama their ten columns and their ten sockets, the hooks of the columns and their bands were of silver. And for the east side, eastward, fifty ama, fifty ama of screens on the one side and their three columns and their three sockets, and fifteen ama of screens the other side of the courtyard gate. And this side and that side with their three columns and their three sockets, all the screens of the courtyard all around were of fine woven linen. And the sockets for the columns were of bronze, and the hooks for the columns and their bands were of silver, and the overlay of their tops was of silver, and the columns of the courtyard had bands of silver, and the covering of the gate of the courtyard was the work of an embroiderer, of blue and purple and scarlet and of fine woven linen, and twenty ama long, and the height long its width was five ama, corresponding with the screens of the courtyard. And the columns were four, and their sockets of bronze four, and their hooks of silver, and the overlay of their tops, and their bands was of silver. And all the pegs of the Mishkin and of the courtyard all around were of bronze. And that, my friends, is where the Torah portion ends for this week. I pray that you've been blessed this morning, and hopefully... Uh, you weren't too bored. Uh, hopefully I gave you some things to think about, uh, especially where the Karavim were concerned. I think that's an interesting topic. Um, that's at least worth thinking about. Um, it's interesting, if nothing else. And I think it's also interesting to think about the fact that they were given these amazing abilities to craft all this stuff uh, by the Spirit of God. All right, that's all I have for you this morning. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you to the handful of you that support and bless this this work that I'm doing here. Uh, thank you for those of you who pray. Um, it's far beyond what I deserve. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.